Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth, and I am your host. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons and a remarried stepmom to three, so I do know what you're going through. And as the owner and founder of The Separation Club, I guide women as they heal, rediscover themselves, and create their new lives. That's what we're about here, moving forward and making something really beautiful and wonderful out of something that felt really hard. It all starts the day the old one ends. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk to you about closure and why it's so overrated. And in fact, I'm of the opinion that you don't need closure at all. It's something that you have created in your mind as something that is key for you to move forward, which means you've handed your power over to someone else because unless they give it to you, then what happens, right? We love talking about closure in the divorce community, or rather my clients do. They hold it up like it's this thing that once we have it, everything's going to be okay. You'll be able to move forward with your healing. They will have apologized and validated, and everything will somehow be balanced in this world again. Look, I'm not somebody who loves to be the bearer of bad news, but you're likely not going to get it. However, I love bringing you good news. You don't need it to feel better, to heal, and to move forward. You just have to let go of wanting it from them and start wanting to give it to yourself. So let's get into it. I am so glad that you are spending this time with me and that we're kind of, I feel like we're getting to know each other a little bit better. I'm definitely feeling a little bit more in the flow as I'm recording these episodes and finding it a little bit easier to just talk to you. You know, long time ago when I started this company, The Separation Club, somebody asked me, how do I want my clients or my people to feel, the people that I'm helping? And, you know, she asked me, do you want them to imagine that they're pulling up a chair sort of in the professional office or are they grabbing a cup of tea and sitting down to kitchen at your kitchen table? And definitely the latter. I want you to imagine yourself sitting down here with me cup of coffee, tea in hand, whatever, or maybe it's a glass of wine, depending on when you're listening. And we're just going to hang out and talk. Okay. So my friend, this is you and me talking and working through this stuff that happens when we're going through a divorce. I love you. And I love that you are showing up here for yourself today. You're choosing to listen to this podcast to help yourself to find closure maybe, (laughs) and to understand it better. So you can heal from your split, your separation or your divorce and get on with your life being happy and all that, right? So what is closure? Here's one explanation that I found online. I like to look these things up so that I'm not the only one presenting the facts here. But one of the explanations I found, which I felt was kind of true to what we think of it as is that Um, we kind of go through this process of mentally rehearsing all the things that happened leading up to said event, such as a breakup. And then we feel kind of more or less satisfied or dissatisfied rather with our understanding of what happened. And to get that satisfaction, that's closure. We want to feel satisfied that we understand what happened. So why is this so important to us? Well, First of all, let me just say I get it because I know when I went through this, I wanted to understand. So my ex had an affair and yes, I wanted to know why, what was he thinking? Why did he do this? What was better about her? 
you know, why would he want to blow up our family? Basically, I wanted to understand it. And yeah, sure. I wanted the apology. I wanted remorse. I wanted him to tell me that he was wrong and I was right. And this wasn't my fault and all of those things. Right. So I think a lot of the, you know, why do we want closure falls into that, you know, we want to understand and we want validation. We think it's going to feel good. We think we're going to feel better as soon as we get it. Ah, This is where I'm kind of going to be the bearer of bad news. I think you're going to find, even if you get it, that is going to be disappointing. Disappointing from the standpoint that you're not suddenly going to feel that much better. If you get a really true apology, a really sincere, remorseful, you know, I'm sorry I hurt you for whatever it was that this person did, you know, sure, in that moment, it's going to be like, okay, yes, thank you for saying that and thank you for validating my feelings. But you're still going to walk away from that conversation feeling hurt, feeling sad, feeling angry, whatever. It doesn't just wipe the slate clean somehow. It just simply doesn't. And you know what else? Sometimes when that person gets to hold that kind of power and control over our healing, what actually happens when you ask for that closure and they kind of give you a version of it, now they get to walk away feeling all good because they said what they were supposed to say and you're still not feeling that good. For myself, I did get some version of an apology. He certainly said things like, I'm sorry I hurt you or I know I shouldn't have done that. It just went too far. Like he was giving me these explanations, but I, I don't know. I All I can tell you is none of it made me feel any better. I found that for most anything that he said to me, even if it sounded like an apology or was an apology, I just had more questions. Cutting right back to what happened, what he did was hurtful. It was wrong. It felt like betrayal. And there really was nothing that he was going to say that was going to take that feeling away. I found that as I was looking to him for answers and for this validation, then it really became more about him and not me. It became about his explanation, his version of events. And it actually invited him or invited rather an opportunity for him to say things like, well, I was really unhappy. And then to add in this and this and this about how this was kind of my fault. When a marriage ends, regardless of the reason, except for abuse or addictions, but other than that, if a marriage ends because of an affair or something like that, we all have to accept responsibility for our part in the relationship. A completely happy, incredibly satisfying, loving relationship doesn't end in an affair. So I was willing to own some of that from, you know, prior to him having the affair, but not after. And so as you're having these conversations or looking for this closure, this apology, chances are this person's going to want to also get some closure and you're feeling possibly even worse as you walk away from this closure conversation. I believe that one of the things you should be asking yourself upfront when you're thinking about closure is, why do I want it? What am I really hoping for? What is the outcome that I want from this closure conversation? Honestly, if you're going to go into that conversation looking for that, make sure you know exactly what you need to hear and also accept and understand 
that you are placing the power of that being given to you, the control of that coming for you into the hands of the other person. So you should also be asking yourself, is it likely that I'm gonna get that from this person? Is it likely that this individual, this my ex, will say what I want them to say and what I need them to say? Because if the answer to that is no, it's not likely, they probably won't, don't do it. You will walk away wishing you had never gone back for one more hit of pain because that's ultimately what you're going to end up getting. So here's what I want you to really hear. You want them to say their story and to apologize and to validate you for what they did or acknowledge the pain that they've caused you. You want that, but you don't need it. Way too many women in my community, my clients, start out on a closure conversation with me talking about, I just need closure. I always say the same thing to them. No, you don't need it. You want it, yes, but you don't need it. You can still heal without having that conversation. You can move forward in your life. You can find happiness and love and joy and everything in your life without that conversation happening. Here's the thing. Every time you ask them for some kind of acknowledgement, validation, or apology, you are handing your power over to them. And you probably hear this a lot in the divorce community and in the, you know, on social media and people talk about, you know, don't give your power away. Don't give your power away. What does that even mean, right? Well, what it means in this circumstance is that you're essentially saying, I can't be happy if you don't do this. And if this person that you're divorcing is unkind or abusive or narcissistic, then the last thing they honestly care about is you feeling better. And they're not going to give it to you. They are going to protect themselves. They're going to try to come out of that conversation feeling good themselves. Their priority no longer is how you feel. Ladies, take your power back or even gents, if you're listening to this, hold on to your power. Control your future, your emotional future, your healing by saying, I don't need this. I am not going to have this conversation because I'm not going to risk it. It doesn't seem likely that I'll get what I want. Now that's holding on to your power. No, you're not getting what you want, but you are also not going out there and opening your heart and laying yourself out to be stepped on or kicked one more time. And I mean that metaphorically, by the way. So here's what I want to really do with you today. I want to not only tell you to hold on to your power, but I actually want you to feel powerful. I want you to feel the power in what if you could give yourself closure? How does that feel just hearing that? Or rather, let's say, put it this way. I am going to find a way. I'm going to learn how to close this chapter myself. And I'm going to do it in a way that aligns with my values, my goals, what I need in this moment so that I can heal and move forward. Doesn't that sound more powerful than thinking to yourself, oh, I just need this person to say their story so that I can heal? No, no, you don't need that. What you need is to do it for yourself. So let's talk a little bit about why closure is truly an inside job. Look, you moving forward, should never be dependent on someone else or conditional on what they say. This is disempowering and we are in the empowerment business over here. What can you do to give yourself closure? Think of it as part of the healing journey. 
and something you give yourself in stages. It doesn't all just happen in one conversation. You can't expect one conversation to cure everything. It just doesn't work like that. So redefine closure in a way that keeps it within reach, within what feels like your control, your power of making it happen. Perhaps all you need, or perhaps one of the things you need, is a new perspective. So remember what I said in the beginning, that closure is something we seek in response to being unsatisfied with how things ended, or feeling that we didn't get enough of an explanation, or something like that. So what's another way to look at that, or another way to say that? Maybe instead of closure from my ex, I'm seeking understanding. And this understanding exists within me. I'm willing to seek and explore the truth within me and gain this understanding. You could even say to yourself, I'm gaining understanding of what happened and therefore I'm also gaining closure little by little, step by step. Remember what I said in the beginning that closure is something that we seek in response to being unsatisfied with how things ended or the explanations that were given? Well, this is where the work needs to happen. For example, what is another way to look at that or to say that? You know, maybe instead of using the word closure, we could seek understanding. So what is it that you want to understand? You want to understand why this person did what they did. And one way to do that is to really kind of sit back and ask yourself, what do I know about this person? You know, what what signs in our relationship, in our marriage, showed me this part of this person from the beginning? You know, when I was looking back on trying to understand the behavior or the choice that my ex had made, I don't really understand why he chose to have an affair. Like, making that choice to me is actually a cop-out. To me, an affair is a symptom of someone who wasn't willing to do the work and wasn't willing to look inside. So once I understood that, I thought, okay, so he doesn't like to do the internal work, which I totally knew. I mean, come on, we never had deep conversations and good communication when it came to things like that. So again, I said this earlier, like look at your relationship and what you know about this person. So I thought to myself, okay, so this is not a person who's done the work. So they you know, am I really going to get a good closure conversation with them where they can actually give me real insight on why? No, that gave me an understanding of why this happened and and an understanding that I could live with. I was like, okay, I can, I can accept that. You know what else it helped me do? It helped me not hate him. I didn't want to hate him. He's the father of my children. You know, I spent 20 years with this person. I grew up with him. So I didn't want to hate him. Um, I actually wanted us to be able to parent, to co-parent really nicely together. That wasn't successful, but but either way, I my goal was never to hate him or erase him from my my existence. Sort of, it was more of a learning to live with what he had chosen, right? And then learning to see, you know, where was my part and what could I have done differently, maybe, and all those things. But yes, this understanding really helped me. It was like, okay, I get it. I I see why he did it. I don't agree. I wouldn't have chosen that path myself. Um, I don't in any way agree with the choices that he made around this, but I get it. Like, I understand it. And now I can close the door on that. So now I have my understanding. Do you see now how 
the understanding portion of this closure conversation actually can exist within you. Now, this is work that I think is really beneficial to do with someone else, um, whether it's a therapist um, or a coach even, or with someone who has an understanding of these things. Um, I really enjoy doing this work with my clients. You know, when my coaching clients come to me, whether it's about a closure conversation or just simply the pain that they feel because of a choice made by their partner, helping them get to that aha moment, that sort of, oh my God, yes, I do get it now. I don't like, I don't agree, whatever. Yes, I can see that that's what, you know, this person was thinking or why they came to it that way. It's a really special moment in our coaching session together when they're able to get a handle on that understanding and see how it can help them in their healing. That is closure. You might even want to use some of these statements coming up as journaling prompts or even affirmations. You could say things like, I am willing to seek and explore the truth within me and gain this understanding. I'm gaining understanding and therefore closure little by little. It doesn't all have to happen in one step or one conversation. It can happen in pieces. And then one day you will find that you really don't think about getting closure anymore. You'll find that you have peace in that part of your heart or your body or your mind. It's just no longer this wide open hole that needs to be filled. You have filled it with understanding, compassion for yourself, love for yourself, the time that you've taken to learn all that, that is an act of love, self-love, okay? So this is beautiful work. This is the kind of work where you really learn so much about yourself. Honestly, it was tough work to do. Like, yes, you have to look at some things that are uncomfortable, but I am beyond grateful and like every day for the work that I started then and that I honestly still keep doing. The skills that I learned back then, the, the knowledge, the understanding, the whatever, all of that stuff that I've been talking, the new perspective, looking at things differently, seeking to find the, the answer within myself instead of always in someone else is something I use all the time in my relationships with my children, with my second husband, with um, people I work with, with my clients. Like it has given me such a wealth of resources that are inside every single one of us. So what do you think? Do you still need closure from your ex, from this other person? Or are you now realizing that you already are in the process of giving yourself exactly that, even just by listening to this today? And are you already considering different perspectives of what your relationship was really like? Because that's the other thing, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but we tend to romanticize sometimes, especially if the other person hurt us and left us. It's like, oh my God, he was my soulmate. I love him so much. I thought, you know, everything was so great. But when we really look at it, it really wasn't anymore. It hadn't been great for a long time. And when we do this work, we start to see that. We start to see that the relationship that we had, the one where we were madly in love, the one that we first started actually doesn't exist anymore. That actually makes it a lot easier to close the door on that as well. More closure. So are you learning about yourself while doing this work? Are you learning what you need and also what you don't need and don't want? Are you realizing that you perhaps were 
really not very good at setting boundaries, for example, or that you tended to focus on people pleasing, like pleasing this person to the point where you sacrificed yourself and you weren't asked to. That was me. Like I did and overdid and overdid. And I was never asked to do that. And I was never particularly appreciated for it either. And I know if I'd ever tried to have that conversation with him about, oh, but I did this and I did this, never asked you to. And you know what? He'd be right. So instead, maybe you can say to yourself, I allowed that behavior or I allowed myself to do those things and to make choices that weren't actually good for me. But now I know, now I see it. Now I understand why, I understand how that happened and I'm not gonna do it again. That, my friend, is closure. Are you starting to understand that your codependent relationship patterns and seeing how those played out and you need to have closure? Because when we're codependent, we look to someone else to make us happy. We think our happiness or our confidence or our um, image of who we want to be, it rests with someone else. They have to kind of tell us that we are that person and then we are that person. So when you start to understand your relationship pattern and seeing how that is actually also playing out and you need to have closure. In other words, I need this person to tell me that I didn't do anything wrong for that to be true. Or I need them to say they're sorry in order for me to heal your codependency, right? When you understand that and you see that and you let go of that, that's the beginning of closure. Are you starting to heal and grow as a human being, understanding that you're worthy of so much more and so much better? And that, my darling, is that door starting to close or blow shut? Let's think about this for a moment. Doesn't it feel a lot better to do this work where you gain confidence, insight, and self-love? Something you would never get from a closure conversation with your ex, rehashing all that they did to hurt you. You might get that apology, but that doesn't take away the pain. You might get validation for your pain, but it doesn't take it away. So stop living from your ego, the place that wants and needs things from other people to exist and to feel good. That's your ego. And start living from your heart. And the first thing you have to do in that work, in connecting with your heart and your soul, is to turn inwards. Look inwards. Come from a place of love. Love yourself enough to turn to yourself for closure and understanding. Believe in yourself enough to do the work. Trust yourself enough to know that you are enough. That is true closure, in my opinion. That is what I invite you to want for yourself. It's okay to ask for a lot when the healing, the knowledge, and the understanding is within you. In fact, you should. I ask for so much from myself and from the experience of living. Because then you know it's within you to give this gift yourself and not have to seek it endlessly from someone else only to be turned away at worst or mildly appeased at best, right? Ask for more from your healing journey and you shall have more. You can ask for more from yourself because you control it. You control the choices you make, the healing you do and the time you spend doing it. You decide what you want to do. You decide who controls your future, someone else or you? I think the answer is pretty clear. 
I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while, and I'm so glad that we've now had this conversation. This comes up so often inside the Rising Free membership and in my one-on-one coaching sessions, and also actually in the big Facebook group, as I call it, um, where women bring it up all the time that they want this closure. And when it happens inside the, the Rising Free membership or my coaching sessions, we always work through this together with whoever needs it that day. So how would you like to be part of these conversations and this work? How would you like to not have to do it alone? What if there was someone else like me who could sit there with you and just mention that other perspective? Like, what if you look at it like this? Or what if you were to try this approach? Would that help you? You know, doing it with coaching and guidance from me, along with the support of the other women who are listening, as intently as you, you know, as you are in a way, and also supporting you on your journey. That is incredibly valuable. Remember, this is all about relationships and most importantly, your relationship with yourself. So give yourself the time, the gift of healing among others, so you can nurture this relationship in a safe space with the coaching and love and community that you need, that we all need, by the way, all need that guidance, that that coach who basically pulls you kind of out of your head and brings you back into your heart so that you can really connect with what it is that you need so that you can heal. I'll include, of course, all of those details in the show notes, along with key takeaways from today's episode. So you can come back to this episode and even just look at the show notes again and again as you work through this. Before I go, I want to invite you to something really special happening next week, like in only about five or six days. It's happening on November 1st. And I'm hosting a what I call a rising soul circle. Um, it's an, an opportunity for us all to get together in a really mindful way. Um, I The last time I ran one of these was actually at Christmas time last year. So it's about time I do it again. I run them inside the Rising Free community on a regular basis, but this one is for everyone. This one is for you. It's free. So what is it all about? Well, we gather online and we kind of settle ourselves into a uh, a centering grounded place where we're grounded and connected to nature, the season, the season of our life and the work that we need to do. You know, as we're heading into winter and it's, you know, we're well into fall here now, um, there is an invitation, if you will, from nature even to go within, to, to seek some inner guidance and peace and to take the time to do that inner work, the shadow work, the things that sometimes we shy away from, the work that I've talked about here today. So we're going to get together on November 1st and we're going to journal together. We're going to meditate. We're going to talk about working through things that are in us. I want to really help you guide your focus and your healing inward because that's what we can impact ourselves. There's no one else that prevents that from happening except you. And the healing and the love and the learning that's available to you and the growth that comes from this, it's yours to grab. It's yours to have. And I want to guide you to start that journey. So 
we will spend some time talking. I will share some, you know, tools and perspectives and journaling prompts that will help you on this work. And then we will meditate together. Um, and it's really an incredible time together. I did this, like I said, last year. And the feedback that I got from women was incredible. Like they finally felt their soul. They finally were able to connect with themselves. They felt their pain, but in a way that allowed them to heal it, not just in a way that scares you, makes you run away and do something else. So I hope you'll join me. Like I said, this is a free event. It's an amazing opportunity, actually, for those of you who haven't met me, as in that you haven't been on one of my masterclasses, you're not in my membership community. It's a great chance for us to meet and get to know each other better. So I really hope to see you at the Rising Soul Circle that I'm running on November 1st. And of course, as with everything else, the details will be below in the show notes. But I'm really hoping to see you inside my community. And until then, and until next time, my beautiful friend, I am wishing you healing, love, and a beautiful day. I'll see you next time.